going to look this morning in, out of the book of Luke. We're going to look at uh, when the angel came to May, uh, Mary and spoke to her about the virgin birth. How many of you know the virgin birth is important? If people don't believe in the virgin birth, how could they ever believe in the resurrection? It's all tied together. Praise God. Father, thank you today for your word. Thank you for life. Thank you for the Christmas celebration today. We glorify you today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Look with me at Luke, the first chapter. Luke chapter 1. And we'll notice in uh, beginning in verse 26. I'm going <clears> to <throat> go through several verses, verse by verse. Luke 1, 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now, Nazareth is the general region of Galilee. Nazareth is about, oh, I think it's about 15 miles away from the Sea of Galilee. Uh, Jesus, of course, would forever and still is known as not only Jesus the Christ, but Jesus of Nazareth. Amen? And his followers would be called Nazarenes. Now, today, the city of Nazareth is probably... 300 to 400,000 people. Um, they say it's about 60% Muslim and uh, about 20% uh, Jewish and then 10% Christian. But in those days, the city of Nazareth um, was maybe 300, maybe 400 people or so. It was kind of a town that you would pass through but not go to. You know, you've been on the road before and you had to maybe use the restroom or get some gasoline or get something to eat. And you went uh, to a town, through a town, and you looked around and said, man, I'm glad I don't live here. Well, that's kind of how Nazareth was. They heated their homes with wood. The homes were about, oh, maybe 500, 600 square foot. No electricity, of course, no indoor plumbing. In verse 27, it says, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. So who was this Joseph? Well, Joseph basically was a very young man. He was a poor carpenter. But notice with me, he was of the house of David. That means this, that he was of kingly lineage. And he was espoused to Mary or he was betrothed to Mary. Same thing. The betrothal experience had three phases to it. Number one, there was an engagement. That was a formal agreement that was made by the fathers. And then secondly, there was the betrothal. And what that was is that was a ceremony where mutual promises were made. You know, when a couple was betrothed, they were under some serious obligations of faithfulness. And divorce was required to break the betrothal. This was not a casual promise. And then thirdly, there was a marriage. I mean, there was no eloping in those days. There was no Las Vegas. There was no Reno. And marriage, the marriage took place about one year after the betrothal. And the bridegroom would come at an unexpected time for his bride. How I many of you know Jesus is coming? For his bridegroom. Glory to God. So we see some beautiful pictures here. So Joseph, he was poor. He was a carpenter. He was from a kingly lineage. And then, of course, Mary. Mary was not in her 30s, wearing a crown of gold, nicely embroidered clothing. 
sitting on a gold throne holding a baby with perfect hair. Now, when you think of Mary, just think ordinary girl, plain clothing. Maybe Mary was pulling water out of the well, collecting firewood to heat their parents' home. Mary was very, very young. But no matter where she was from, no matter what she had or did not have, Mary's name actually means exalted one. Exalted one. And that is a fitting description of the soon-to-be mother of the Messiah, don't you think? And so the angel shows up, and he shows up, and they're, they're planning a wedding. And here's what the angel said to her in verse 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. Verse 29. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. Everyone say, Fear not. not. You know, when the Lord sends an angel to your house, he never comes with a message of fear. He always comes with a message of faith. He doesn't come with bad news. He comes with good news. Somebody says, I'm still waiting for my angel to show up. Well, they're there. You may not see them, but they're all around you. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. For you have found favor with God. Verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name what? And shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. I want to quote to you something Charles Spurgeon said about that word great. He said, Is it not proven that he is great? Conquerors are great, and he is the greatest of all conquerors. Deliverers are great, and he's the greatest of them. Liberators are great, and he is the greatest of them. Thank God we serve a great God. We serve a great Savior. Now notice verse 33. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. How many of you are in the kingdom of God, and you have experienced everlasting life? Well, this side of heaven is one of the shortest things you'll ever do. Thank God we're on our way to heaven, singing and shouting the victory. Amen. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? How in the world am I going to be able to explain this to Joseph? I mean, don't you think that's a perfectly legitimate question? How shall these things be, seeing I don't know a man? And here's what the angel said. Why don't we read verse 35 together? Come on, guys. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called... Hallelujah. I love that phrase. How shall these things be? The Holy Ghost. Some of you are wondering, how shall this come to pass in my life? The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the living God. The Holy Ghost here shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. 
Now, in looking that word overshadow up, overshadow means to cover as with a cloud. To cover as with the Shekinah glory of God. The Shekinah glory of God is seen in the book of Exodus. It's seen throughout the word of God. It is to overshadow the same glory that showed up at the Mount of Transfiguration. We're talking about the glory of God was involved in Jesus' coming. So He came in glory. And when He gave His life for you and I, and we received Him, He became Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. And so I believe this, that we're living in a time and we're living in a day where we should contend for, pray for, and believe to see the glory of the Lord in every aspect of our lives. How about believing for greater glory in our nation? How about believing for greater glory in our families? Greater glory in our bodies? Greater glory even on our finances? So he came in glory. Now he's Christ in us, the hope of glory. You and I are going to flow in. We're going to function in. We're going to speak in. We're going to rejoice in. We're going to see miracles and healings of glory. We're going to see provisional glory. And then Jesus is going to come back for us in a cloud of glory. Woo, hallelujah. And so we're talking about Christmas glory. Amen. Say with me, the glory of the Lord is in this place today. Now notice verse 36. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Read verse 37 with me. For with God... I think we better read that a couple more times. Ready, read. One more time. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. How many of you are with God? How many of you know that He's with us? He is for us. And so in the presence of God, when we get over in there, we see that no word from God is void of power, that He watches over His word to perform it on our behalf. Glory to God, Pastor Mark. Good preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes you've got to cheer yourself on. Amen. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. No impossibilities. So we need to get impossibility thinking out of our soul. And the only way that I know to do that is keep staying in the word. Keep staying in prayer. Keep staying in praise. Keep staying in the presence of God. And all impossibility thinking will leave your soul. Amen. Think scriptures like Ephesians 3.20. Now to him that is able... To do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power of God that is at work in us. Amen. Amen. Now notice in verse 38. And here's what Mary said. The angel said, nothing is impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. That's all the angel needed to hear. This is the miraculous conception through faith. 
She would have never had the baby Jesus if she did not believe the word from the angel. She would have never, ever given birth to the master if she had not received the word. She heard the word. She believed the word. And she received the word. And she said, okay, amen, so be it. All the promises of God are yes and amen in my life. Be it unto me according to your word. And so you and I then, we just follow Mary's example. We follow her example. We hear the word. God said it. I believe it. I receive it. So be it. All his promises are yes and amen. Be it unto me according to your word. Have you heard an exceeding great and precious promise lately? Have you heard that you're the head and not the tail? Have you heard that you're accepted in the beloved? Have you heard that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Have you heard that you're blessed coming in and blessed going out? Have you heard the word? Amen. Do you receive it today? Put your hand over your heart and say, Be it unto me according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, I want to spend the balance of our time here back in verse 28. You know, Brenda did a tremendous job uh, on December 9th. She ministered a message called Unwrapping Christmas. And so we've been looking at some of these gifts that the Christ child brings to us, that the master delivers to us through his birth, through his walking in the earth, through his resurrection power. She talked about eternal life. She talked about joy, and she talked about peace. Amen. Now today I want to center in on a couple of things that I believe will bless you today, this Christmas season. Look back with me at verse 28, and let's notice what the angel said unto her. In verse 28, And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. Everyone say highly favored. Amen. The Lord is with you. And then, blessed art thou among women. Amen. So this is certainly true of Mary, but this is also true of every believer in Jesus Christ. The angel said, greetings, favored one. Three things. You're highly favored. The Lord is with you. And she's blessed. Amen. Do you know that you're highly favored? That you are accepted in the beloved. And that the Lord is with you. Didn't he say, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Didn't he say in Matthew chapter 28, I am with you, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world? Thank God the Lord is with us. But not only do we have favor and the Lord is with us, but also we are blessed. Amen. Amen. We are blessed. Blessed with what, Pastor? Blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Blessed coming in. Blessed going out. Blessed to be a blessing. Say with me, I am blessed. I'm so blessed. The blessed people call me blessed. Amen. Glory to God. So let's unwrap this gift of favor just for a few moments this morning. You have been given favor. In Psalms, the fifth chapter, 
And in the 12th verse, it says this. For thou, O Lord, will bless the righteous. That's us. What will he bless us with? He will bless us with favor. And he will compass you and me about as with a shield. Now, what is this saying to us? This means this favor that is given and this favor that is received surrounds us. It encircles us. It encompasses us. Brenda, during the the pre-time during today, she talked about people being safe. People driving and people being safe. We don't know how many times the Lord protected us. But the favor of God surrounds you as with a shield. It protects you. I mean, just the other day. Um, that we were, I was over on Fremont Boulevard and I was driving down the road and there was a little traffic jam. And I said, okay, I'm going to get over in that lane and, and try to beat the traffic. And I headed over there and all of a sudden I stopped because there was a car that just went right by me. Thank God for angels. Thank God for protection. Say with me, I have favor. And the favor of God surrounds me today. It protects me and preserves me. Now look with me over at Job chapter 10, Job the 10th chapter, and the 12th verse. Job chapter 10, verse 12. It says, Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation has preserved my spirit. So we see here that favor is granted unto us, The word granted there means bestowed or given to us as a free gift. So what is this favor? This favor is the unmerited blessing of God. And what is it given to for us? It is given to us to show exceptional treatment, goodwill, far beyond we deserve or far beyond we would normally expect. Glory to God. Favor is something we don't deserve, yet we can receive. Favor is something we're not entitled to, but we can expect it. And favor doesn't come into our lives because we are good. Favor comes into our lives because God is good. Amen. Say with me, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Have anybody here tasted and seen that the Lord is good? Oh, He is good. Amen. He's better than the gingerbread you're going to eat this holiday season. He's better than anything naturally that you'll ever taste. The Lord is good. Now, here's what religion is all about. Religion is all about what you do to earn God's favor. But Christianity is all about God favoring you by His grace. Amen. Amen. What does this favor do in our lives? It takes nobody from nowhere and making them somebody in Him. Amen. See, before Christ, we were nobodies. But now that we're in the family of God, we are somebodies. You know, I love the fact that Jesus healed that woman with the issue of blood. And in Luke, he said, somebody has touched me. 
She may have been a nobody in the eyes of the world. She may have been a nobody with a, with an issue of blood, an outcast, but she came through the press and touched the hem of his garment. Virtue went out of him. And Jesus, somebody has touched me. And you are a somebody. And it isn't something that you earned. It's not something that you merited. It's something that he bought and paid for every one of us. And that's good shouting ground right there. Whoo, hallelujah. Don't let the world label you what God has not labeled you. The world will label you victim, but God has labeled you victor. The world will label you disease, but God has labeled you the healed. The world will label you poor, but God has labeled you rich. Amen? The world will label you depressed, but God will always label you filled with joy unspeakable. Amen? Now look with me over to Psalms, then in verse uh, 30, chapter 30, uh, in verse 5. Let's read this together. It says, For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor... Weeping may endure for a night. Oh, glory. His anger is but for a moment, but his mercy endures forever. That's good news right there. But now, his favor is not momentary, his favor lasts a lifetime. For in his favor is life. Favor for a lifetime. Favor for the rest of your life. Not every now and then, but 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He is an ever-present source of favor in your life. Here's what favor will do. Favor will get you places you couldn't get to by yourself. The favor of God gives you and me an advantage for success. Can anyone testify that the favor of God has gotten you to some places that you could in no way get by yourself? Hallelujah. The favor of God promotes you on the job. The favor of the Lord encircles you. The favor of the Lord is all around you. The acceptance of God is in you. Amen. And this favor is for a lifetime for you. Amen. Favor, now listen to this. Favor means to support, to endorse. It means to assist. It means to make easier. How many of you could use some things being a little easier? And then it goes on to say, favor provides us with advantages. Advantages. And also, the favor of God shows preferential treatment toward us, and the favor of God shows us divine privileges. Webster's Dictionary, the 1828 edition, defines favor as an advantage for success. An advantage for success. So as we unwrap this gift of favor today, I want you to revisit this subject in your life. Because this is a subject that you can let go of. I believe this, folks, that we ought to be declaring His favor over our lives every day. 
What might that look like? What might that sound like? Well, it may sound like this. I have favor with God and with man. Today, I believe the favor of God goes before me. And it protects me, it preserves me, and opens doors for me that no man can shut. I believe that the favor of God will change people's policies, change people's rules, change people's regulations to see to it that the will of God and the plan of God is accomplished in my life. Amen? The favor of God will give you good deals in the marketplace. The favor of God will make you quick. It'll make you bright. It'll make you sharp. God's favor on your life will shine upon your ways as you believe it and as you declare it regularly. This favor is for you. This favor is for me. You know, I think about the old beer advertisement. If you watch football, you're going to see a lot of beer advertisement. Guys sitting around a campfire and looking at each other, saying things like, it don't get any better than this. And they have a hot dog or something and a can of beer. Well, it gets a whole lot better than this. Because this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It gets a whole lot better than the world. What you and I have is out of this world. Hallelujah. But it makes us victors in this world. Amen. Say it with me. Shout with me. I have favor. I have favor. Favor with God and with man. Oh yeah, it gets a whole, whole lot better than being high on marijuana. We were driving back from the city last night and we saw a billboard. What did the billboard say? Give mom what she really wants this year, cannabis. Give mom what she really wants this year, cannabis. Give me a break. Huh? Yo, mama. No. Mama doesn't need no cannabis. Mama needs favor. Mama needs her babies to stop smoking cannabis. Mama needs her babies in church. Mama needs her babies filled with the Holy Ghost. Mama needs her babies with the favor of God over their lives. Hallelujah. I'm sure you saw some weird things in Vegas. You were just there, right? Wow. Say it with me. God is so good to me. My future is so bright. I'm walking in the Word. I'm walking in the light. And the favor of God, it's shining upon my ways. Mm-mm-mm. How, how many of you women can testify that you've had favor at Macy's? Come on now. I know you've been there. Oh, Brenda comes home sometimes. She says, oh, look, look, look. Look, look, look. Look at all the money I saved. She's got about ten things there. I'm thinking, favor. Favor to pay those bills. Hallelujah. Get favor in your thinking. Get favor in your speaking. Get favor in your walking. Get favor in your talking. It's a free gift. Unwrap this free gift. Just as Mary was highly favored, I am looking at a congregation that is not lowly favored, partially favored. You are fully favored. Amen. You're fully favored. You are highly favored. 
Say it with me. I got favor. I have favor with God. And I have favor with man. Don't walk around like this. Oh, nobody ever does anything for me. Have you looked in the Word lately? He's done so much for us. We have no excuse to be depressed. We have no excuse to be down. He's raised us up. He's made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh yeah, I know circumstances come, but you know what? Circumstances go too. I said circumstances come, circumstances go, but our God ever remains the same. He is the Lord and He does not change. He is on your side, brother and sister. Don't walk around all sad and all bummed out because you haven't seen the manifestation of this or that. No, get yourself happy. Get yourself happy. Come to Heart of the Bay on New Year's Eve and get yourself happy. Amen. Come to the candlelight service tomorrow and get happy. And then once you get happy, stay happy. Glory to God. No unbelief talk. No fear talk. No down days talk. Hallelujah. This favor is for a lifetime. It'll last your whole life. Everywhere you go, expect the favor of God to shine upon your ways. Folks, expect supernatural relationships to show up in your life. Expect divine connections to show up in your business. Expect favor. Amen. During tax season. Amen. The favor of God. The favor of God. The favor of God. The favor of God is ours. The favor of God is here today. Hallelujah. You are the accepted in the beloved. I love that, don't you? So unwrap this gift of favor. Amen. Here's what favor does. Favor opens doors, creates opportunities, turns adversaries into allies. That's good. I said turns adversaries into allies. Listen, what else the favor of God will do in your life? If you'll believe it, and you'll say like Mary said, be it unto me, according to the word of God. Here's what else favor will do for you. Favor accelerates progress. That means we don't get stuck in life because the favor of God keeps moving us onward and upward. The favor of God brings great blessings. Favor is the birthright of every believer. In closing today, look with me at Job chapter 22. And notice with me in verse 28. I just dropped by this morning to tell you that God loves you, that He's for you, and that you are highly favored. Say it be it unto me, according to the Word of God. This is a great verse of Scripture. We've already kind of preached it a little bit today, but let's teach it here just for a moment. In Job 22 and in verse 28, it says, You shall also Make a decision. So the process here is make the decision that you are not going to let this favor revelation slip. 
you're going to decide that I'm expecting and believing God's favor for my entire life everywhere I go. He said, you shall also decide and then decree a thing. Decree a thing. In other words, proclaim it, declare it, and say it. Did not Jesus say that you can have what you say? So he says here, you shall also decide and decree a thing. And it shall be established for you. Now that word established there means it shall be settled. It shall be made firm. It shall become a reality. And it will be a common occurrence in your life. You shall also decide and decree favor. I'm going to have favor. It may not look like I have favor right now, but you just hang in. You just watch. You hide and watch. The favor of God's coming. Amen. Amen. You shall all decide and decree a thing, and it will be established to you. It'll become a common occurrence in your life. I'm telling you, folks, if you believe God for this, people will go out of their way to be a blessing to you. And when people go out of their way to be a blessing to you, return that favor to someone else. It'll be a common occurrence in your life and in my life that we experience favor coming to us, but also the favor of God flowing through us. It's more blessed to do what? To give than it is to receive. So you shall also decide and decree a thing. And it shall be established for you. Now notice with me. And the light of God's favor. I pray the light of God's favor. Shine upon your ways. I pray the light of God's favor. Shine upon your family. I pray the light of God's favor. Shine upon your loved ones. I pray the light of God's favor. Shine brightly in this church, in our lives. Thank you, Father, for this gift of free favor. Place your hand over your heart and say this with me. I'm expecting your favor to show up in every area of my life. I've got it, Lord. I see the connection between the declarations... In the manifestations of God's favor. I believe it. Be it unto me. I expect it. And I confess it. For divine favor is the mark of a privileged life. Amen. Glory to God. Well, did you get anything out of this this morning? Praise the Lord. We want to say Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry, favorable Christmas to you. Amen.